Hey guys, welcome to the Remember Truth Podcast. Our hope is to inspire you to hide God's word in your heart through scripture memorization. Each week, we will cover a new piece of scripture and memorize it as a community. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So join us as we learn the word of God together. Hi, Senia. Hey, Rizel. What's up? Yesterday, Levi got his first haircut. Ah, big boy. He looks so, so cute. So his hair is wild. It's been his wild since he was born. wild, y'all. Like and the most wild people stop Razel in the grocery store. <laughs> yes. They're like, oh my gosh, his hair. So finally, it's long enough to where like, we need to get this under control. Yeah. So we took him to get it cut yesterday and he looks so cute and like a big boy, but he how? cried. He cried the oh, whole time. I asked how he took it. Really? Was he afraid? I don't know what it was, but I mean, it wasn't like it hurt him. He just, I guess, did not want to be in that chair and maybe it was a stranger. <laughs> so he did not like it, but it's over and he looks amazing. He honestly, you sent me a pic and he looks so precious. Thank you. Like his little hair. He just looks like such a little gentleman and so yes. cute. <laughs> and it's funny because if you if you guys have seen Levi, he looks just like his dad, Trevor. <laughs> and with the haircut, I feel like he looks like him even more. <laughs> so Trevor was like, just he he told the hairstylist, just do it like me, like my no, hair. No. And so it goes the exact same direction. What? Like, yes, it's all the same. <laughs> They are literally twins. I don't know that I've ever seen a child look more like their dad. That is so funny. Yeah, everyone tells me that he looks exactly like Trevor and nothing like me. That's okay. He's cute. I don't care. Yeah. You're like, I love my husband. I think my husband's hot. That's why I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you have a good looking baby. I I love him. Wow, our little boy is growing up, coming up on his first year of life yep two months away close to crazy thank Can't you even believe it. yes so much to look forward to it's kind of crazy <laughs> love it okay well we have a wonderful verse for this week it's a verse that i think a lot of people know it is psalm 119 105 and it is your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path and honestly when we decided to do this verse, I almost thought everyone knows this verse. Everyone has it memorized. But I also think there's a difference in like hearing a verse all of the time and actually meditating on it and knowing the context behind it and thinking about this week, how do I really apply this to my life? So I think that it's going to be a great verse for us to talk about. And I'm really excited that we chose it. Before we begin, Rizel, can you please pray for us? I would love to pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you that we get to memorize another piece of scripture this week, Lord. I pray that by the end of this week that we would believe that your word is a lamp to our feet, that lights our path, God, that guides us, um, that leads us to abundant life, God. Would you help us to just meditate on this piece of scripture this week, Lord? I pray that this is a glorifying time to you. To your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, y'all, so Psalm 119 is a long chapter. Is it the longest chapter in the Bible? I think it I think it might be the longest psalm. Maybe not the longest. You're right. I think it's the longest psalm okay. in, in Scripture. And what is so amazing about Psalm 119 is that 
it is solely dedicated to talking about the word of God. Right. Yeah. There's, I read something that says that out of the 176 verses, 171 of them talk about the word of God, talk about scripture. And so the author repeatedly says things like, Lord, your word is a light to me. It brings me comfort. Help me cling to your word in times of trouble. It is sweet. It is honey to me. Help me consume it every day of my life. It makes me wiser than my enemies. On and on and on, the author is just in awe of the word of God and is basically praying for just more love of, of the word of God, that he would abide by scripture, that he would take it in, that he would love it like honey and it's just, it was just amazing to read it and to go over it and to to read someone's thoughts about the word. And it just made me think about my thoughts about the word and how I if, if how I treasure the word of God. And I know that you and I talk a lot about memorizing scripture, obviously. And we talk a lot about discipline of memorizing scripture. But I do I do think that it is so important that we not neglect the Holy Spirit's role in helping us love the word of God. Because Mm -hmm. as I was reading all of that, I was thinking, wow, the Holy Spirit has helped the author be captivated by everything that God has to say, all the, all the guidance that he's given us, all the things he's teaching us in his word. And I think that's not something that we can build up in ourselves, this love of the word. And even though we might be memorizing scripture, in doing the discipline, which it's good to do, I think it's important that we also recognize that we need help of the Holy Spirit. We need help of the Lord to transform us and transform our desires. So I just wanted to say, if you have been on this journey with us of memorizing scripture and you're spending the time in the word and meditating on these verses that we're going over, and yet you still feel maybe a disconnect, you don't feel a love for the word of God, just take some time to pray this week that that the Lord would captivate your heart, that the Holy Spirit would transform you, would transform your thoughts and help you really treasure the word of God and see it as, as the, one of your greatest gifts. And I also think that reading Psalm 119 in its entirety might be helpful this week so that you can see somebody else's thoughts about the word and it might be encouraging to you as well. Yeah, it was super inspiring to me as I was reading the entire chapter. So definitely memorize the verse of the week, but as many verses as there are, it's a pretty quick read. Um, I got through it pretty quickly. So we really do want to encourage you guys read the whole Psalm and just as you're reading it, ask God to have that same heart and the same mindset as the author that we would just love his word that much and that we would really treasure it as much as the author. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I really, I was really inspired by it when I read it this week. Yeah. Again, the verse of the week is Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the meaning of this verse, I think, is pretty straightforward, right? God's Mm -hmm. word is like a lamp to us that illuminates our path. It guides us in the dark places. And not only is it a guide, it's the ultimate guide. And it's the ultimate truth that we should live by and abide by. And I say that because this day and age, like we're being told from our culture that it's okay to live in our own truth, that we can decide what truth is. Yeah, Um, I think that that like your truth, my truth has become so trendy. I hear it on almost every TV show that I watch. 
But it's so dangerous if you think about it, because that means that anything goes. Because if my opinion is true and your opinion is true, and we have different opinions of what truth is, right? nobody can ever tell you that you're wrong. There is no right or wrong. It's just right. do what makes you feel good. Right. Um, and what you desire and chase after that. And ultimately that will lead to your happiness. And as Christians, we know that's just not true. And I yeah. think especially like you and I know it just because we've lived life. I mean, we know that we, when we chase after our own desires and after what we want, it never leads to our satisfaction. It no. never leads to an abundant life. I mean, most, most of the time it actually leads to the opposite where, you know, when we chase after um, money or clothing or um, just being liked by others time after time, like, those things fail us. And then we just end up feeling empty. Yeah. And there's a verse, um, I don't know the reference, but it says sanctify them in truth. My word is truth. And I just love that. It's so clear (laughs) in scripture, like my word is truth and it will sanctify you. It will transform you. It will make you look more like me. And in a world where everything is true and yet nothing is true. Right. We were given a Bible, the words by the creator of the universe. And I think that's just so helpful to guide us. I was reading commentary on this verse and it says, we are walkers through the city of this world and we are often called to go out into its darkness. Let us never venture there without the light giving word, lest we slip with our feet. Oh my and goodness. I think that's just so important. Like when you get up in the morning, you know, before you get out of bed or before you get out of your house, you are going to venture into the darkness of the world. And we know that, right? We know that like in this time that we're living in, Satan rules, you know, right. and, and the darkness rules and the thoughts of this world reign and, and people, um, most people are, aren't seeking the Lord and following his word. And so it says, before you venture to step out in the darkness, don't go out there without the light of the word, have it in you. And so I think, again, it's so important that we spend time in God's word before we venture out into the world and that we really view it as a weapon against darkness, because that's what it is. It gives us the strength that we need to fight the darkness in the world. But then again, it also gives us the knowledge and the truth that we need in order to be able to combat the lies that we're hearing in our culture. So I just think that's a really good point that the world may be telling us one thing, but we know from the word of God what truth really is. I love what you read because it kind of puts things into perspective. I think sometimes we just wake up, we go about our day, the lists that we have to do, and we don't think about like spiritual warfare that's going on, that there are, there is an enemy out there who wants us to fall away from the Lord and, you know, is tempting us or just all the things out there that we can fall into. And it's just telling us like, be careful as soon as you wake up. Put on the armor of God. Go to yes. His word. And I just think it's a cool reminder that this is important every single day. And it's a bigger deal, I think, than we make it out to be. Yeah, no, totally. And this verse is saying, your word is a lamp to my feet. So it's it's like showing us where our feet should go. It's showing us where our feet should walk. Showing us what our path should be. And I think that we need that every day, right? Because life hits us every day. So different circumstances can happen. We don't know how to respond to them. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to say to a friend in time of need. So many different things. But the word has a power to guide us, to guide our feet, um, which is so sweet because I just kind of picture God like, you know, when your your little kid is like learning how to walk and you're yes. kind of like holding their 
hands with like a finger yes. like, light, lightly just kind of helping them go along I feel like that's uh-huh. what God is doing with yeah. us like he never leaves yeah. us you know we're his children and he knows this world better than we do you know and and he knows how to fight it better than we do and so I just picture him truly leading us along a path truly helping us walk and lighting our path as we go yeah you know as you were saying that I I tell me if you remember this I don't know exactly where it's found in the Bible but when the Israelites were wandering, they become they were led by either a cloud or a cloud of fire, right? Or was it clouds and fire? Oh, it's cloud and fire. Yes. Yes. Fire by night, clouds by day. Yes. And when it would <laughs> go, when it would go, they would go. Right. And it would stop, they would stop. Mm-hmm. And that was coming from the sky, which is absolutely crazy. But just as you were saying that, I'm thinking like, okay, that's God's word to us. No, we mm-hmm. don't have a flame of fire coming from the sky, like guiding us, but we do have God's word and yeah. it, it lights our path in the same way that a cloud did or that fire did for the Israelites. That's so true. Yeah. It's just as cool to see that over time, God does the same thing in different ways, but we today have the word of God. Yeah. I'm grateful that, that we have that. So the Lord can lead us and guide us. So how does he do that? How does he lead us and guide us? Yeah, so I was looking at Psalm 119 as I was reading through all of it. And there are many verses in there that kind of support this idea that God's word is a light and a guide to us. So Psalm 119.24 says, Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Psalm 119.66 says, Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Psalm 119.98 says, Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. And finally, Psalm 119.93 says, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. So each of these verses talk about um, God's word giving us counsel, helping us know the difference between good and bad judgment and knowledge. God's word makes us wise. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, all of that, and we're obedient to what um, the guidance that we receive in God's word, it, it gives us life. I don't know. I just thought that was really cool that throughout the entirety of Psalm 119, we're learning how God's word guides guides us. And so over and over, we see how beneficial it is to be in God's word because it leads us to a better way. Yeah, I love the word counselor. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselor because I am in therapy. I think a lot of people in our generation are in therapy and we bring our issues and our problems to one person and we hear their perspectives and their thoughts. And therapy has been so helpful to me. And I also think that a counselor is so comforting, right? Like they're there to listen mm-hmm. to you, to help you, to guide you. But at the end of the day, they're only human. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with therapy. I love therapy. I've been in it for almost two years now. And it's been so encouraging. But to think of God as a counselor, I think is amazing because he knows us so intimately and so deeply knows our entire story, knows the story of our parents, knows everything about uh, about us. And so when we read his word, it can just speak into those really deep places that the Lord knows us and his word is a counselor. And I just think that's that's a sweet way to think about the word because when I have a problem, when I have something in my life that I don't know how to handle, I can go to the word and say, help me, counsel me in this way, teach me, and I will listen I will listen to what you have to say and I will abide by it. Yeah. And so that kind of leads me to how does 
God lead us in our everyday life through his word? Yeah, I think that's a really great question because like I mentioned earlier, life can be really hard and sometimes you just get thrown a curveball <laughs> and you don't know how to deal with things. And honestly, it can even be a small thing that you don't know. You don't know what my next step should be in this. Like, do I, you know, want a new job? Should I date this person? Which college should I go to? Which I said, these are all small things and they're not. These are huge. <laughs> um, those are really big decisions. Um, but then I couldn't pick filet for lunch or right. You could bring that to the Lord if you wanted to. I actually was listening to a podcast and somebody said that they bring small things like that to the Lord and just listen to what he has to say, which I think is phenomenal. But there will come times when we just have these questions and decisions that we need to make. And we're asking God, like, Lord, help me. How do I know what to do? How do I know what is right and wrong? And I think that there are some things in the Bible that are clearly black and white. Mm. You know, like clearly you should not like, do that. We don't ask the Lord, you know, should I sin or not? Because God lays that out very clearly, clearly in his, in his word. Right. That, you know, there are right. some things that we just don't, we don't do. So don't ask the Lord for those things and uh, be looking for a different answer than what is in the word. Exactly. What is in the word is true. He, the Lord in your prayers is not going to give you a different answer than what is in scripture. If you ever feel like you are hearing the voice of God and it contradicts what's in the word, not from the Lord. <laughs> yes. Bring your friends into it because um, that can be a dangerous place to be in. Yes, it can. But again, it's just a lot of times, like like you were mentioning the Israelites and them having fire leading them. And and sadly, we don't have that today. Mm -hmm. You know, like the Lord does not speak to us in that way, but he does speak to us continually. The Lord has not stopped speaking to his people. And I think truly one of the ways that you can hear from the, from the Lord when making big decisions, when wanting to know what your path should be, is just by knowing his word, right? Because the more time that we spend in his word, the more that we know the mind of God and the mind of Christ, and the more time that we spend in his word, the more that we will know about how to be led in paths of righteousness, because that's what the Bible does. And so I think that when it comes to making decisions that aren't laid out so specifically in scripture, we can weigh everything, all of our considerations with what we know is in scripture. What has the Lord said to me? What does the Lord love? What does the Lord think is good? Hmm. Am I applying those things to my life? Do I feel a conviction that I'm being obedient to the Lord if I make this decision? Do I feel a conviction that I'm not being obedient to the Lord if I make this decision? The Lord does not speak to us audibly. However, he has given us his word that helps us know his heart, that gives us guidance. So I think that when we come at a crossroads, we can say, what is in scripture? Mm -hmm. What do I know to be true? And how does that intersect with the decision I'm trying to make right now? Mm -hmm. How can I take the Lord's guidance that I have in scripture and apply that to these decisions that I'm making? Yeah, that makes me think about in our own life, when we wanted to go to college, we really wanted to go to the University of Arkansas and we thought that we were going there. And right. our parents decided they wanted us to visit Texas A&M all the while we were touring right. and thought this school is so ugly. I just can't even imagine. Um, oh, we were so mean. So mean, you know, just that's what we were focused on. How pretty is the school? Right. And, um, you know, 
we're doing it reluctantly, reluctantly, I cannot say that word. Reluctantly? Reluctantly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because, you know, our parents force us to basically. And <laughs> at, at the end of our tour, I just remember going back home and them um, sitting us down and saying, you are going to Texas A&M. And right. we were so sad because we thought the decision was ours. Right. And ultimately, we can see now how that decision was a huge blessing and I believe the right one. But in that time, we really just had to obey our parents. And maybe that's how God guided us in that season. And no, we didn't think it was fair. No, it wasn't a moral issue as far as like, is it right to go to this school? Is it wrong to go to this school? Right, right. But ultimately, our parents decided what was best for us and we had to be obedient and respect their wishes and yes. so it could be a situation like that right well also during that time I I don't know about you but I remember that I have never up until that point of my life I had never prayed so hard for clarity in a situation mm. because for me what college I wanted to go to was the biggest decision I thought this will change the trajectory of my life. Right. It will. Like some decisions feel that heavy. And so Mm -hmm. as a senior in high school, that's how I felt. Like Mm -hmm. I need to make the right decision because it will decide what my future looks like. So I prayed every night, every Mm -hmm. single night so hard. Lord, tell me where I need to go. Tell me where I need to go. Tell me where I need to go. And I thought that the University of Arkansas was the way to go. Mm-hmm. obviously you and I both did and then when our parents came and said nope sorry psych you're going to <laughs> Texas A&M I remember being upset but then the day after I thought Lord I have prayed so hard for this yeah and you did something that I never thought would happen I thought I had already met you and I were going you yeah. know God you and me University of Arkansas but this came out of nowhere and so it has to be you because I have been seeking you so wholeheartedly in this that I believe that you just stepped in and said, nope, this is where I need you to go. So that just gave me so much peace. And I think that's also how God leads. Are you seeking the Lord? Mm-hmm. And are you just giving yourself to being led by him? If you're seeking him daily, you can trust that he hears you. That God God hears our prayers and he responds to them. He, he is so good. In doing that, he doesn't leave us hanging. And so I, that just gave me so much peace that, Lord, this has to be from you. So I'm going to follow it and I'm going to do it, even though I may not in this moment agree with it. For I, love the, I had no idea that that was even part of your story. I Really? Yes. I don't remember. You've never shared that with me. And I think that's so beautiful that even though it didn't go the way that you wanted the next day, you still were confident that because you had sought the Lord so much that you could have confidence in the answer that he gave you and that you could just let him guide you. And I think that is so beautiful uh, because the truth is we aren't always going to get the answer that we want. And so when we are asking Lord, the Lord for guidance, we have to have a posture of surrender yeah. that no matter what the answer will be, whether it's going or not going, that we trust him in that and that we truly say, you know, 
is do I want your will or do I want my will? Am I going to force my will upon you? Am I going to pray for my will or I'm going to pray for yours? Knowing that if I don't get the answer that I want, that I still have to be obedient because you are your father who knows what's best for me. Do we believe that when we're praying? You know, what do our prayers look like? Are they selfish or are they one of surrender? That's such a good point because I think a lot of our prayers look like, Lord, please give me this thing. Please let this work out. (laughs) Um, Give me this job. Give me this husband, all of these things. And all the while, and those are meaningful, deep prayers. And we can ask the Lord for things, but our posture does have to be, but if not, you are still good. Mm. There's a song that one of my best friends really likes. And it says, wouldn't it be like you to be different than we thought, different than we want, but better? Mm. And oh my gosh, I might cry just thinking about this. <laughs> I'm literally crying right now. Um, and I think that's so good because we have this idea and all these things that we want from God and we and we think that we know what's best for us. And like at the end of the day, we don't, but he does. So he knows what's better. And he knows what's good for us. And if the answer is no for the thing that we're asking for, he is still good. My friend who loves this song has gone through a really hard situation in life, begging the Lord for something that she hasn't gotten. And every week she still says, but he is so good. And he is my portion and he is my cup and I love him. So I think we can hold both, right? We can be sad that we may not get the thing that we're wanting, but also know that God is still good because he can't be the opposite. That's just his nature. He's just a good God. Wow. You had to do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're literally both crying right now. Oh my goodness. Um, I just think that's a really great point though. When you're asking the Lord for things, just make sure that you're asking with the right heart and the right intentions, being willing to follow him any way that he would lead you and guide you because his path is always the right path. I mean, the Bible says, right, that we create our own I don't know the exact words, but like, you know, we think that we can create our own paths, but the Lord truly is the one. He orders our steps. Yeah. And then lastly, I just think sometimes we're so afraid to move. I feel like we're so afraid of not being in God's will that we don't make a move. Uh, And so we're kind of just paralyzed by fear of not miss of missing him. Right. Oh my gosh. This reminds me of a podcast I just listened to. And Lisa Bevere said, tell my people that this is from God. He said, tell my people that um, I'm a pretty big target. Like (gasps) I just listened to this too. This is so good. A good podcast. I actually didn't finish it. So I need to go back, but like God is so big. We can't miss him. And I think especially if you're in, have that posture of, I want to be obedient to you and live in your will. Don't be fearful of making, just making a choice. And Francis Chan also said that sometimes we don't move until God tells us to, or like until we're a hundred percent sure. And sometimes we're not a hundred percent sure. And he's like, how about you just move until you hear God say no. So just trust that if you're, seeking him if you're being obedient to him if you desire his will no matter what decision you make if you're continually seeking him and continually kind of evaluating is this glorifying to the lord are my motive are my motivations still pure god's going to direct you so even if you go somewhere and then god kind of changes your route 
that's okay. I think just trust him along the way, knowing that the choice that you make isn't the choice that you're making for your entire life. Things can change. And I think that's something that we had to learn. Every decision that I make, I feel like will impact the rest of my life. And the truth is I'm just not that much in control of my life. We're just not that powerful. We're not that powerful. God's will will be done. And so know that. Make the decision. Move forward in it. Trusting that God will be with you the entire way. And if he wants you to change your path, he will make that clear. Yeah. I think all of that puts so much into perspective and also gives us so much peace and just rest, right? Because a lot of times we're making big decisions. I'm just anxious, you know, just so anxious. Like when I turned 25, I got married. I moved across the country. I started a new job, like so many things. And I, I was a ball of anxiety, but we don't have to be because you're so right. The Lord is in control the entire time. So as long as we're seeking him and asking him, Lord, what shall I do next? What is my next step? Then he will guide us along the way. And I think it was so good that you also said, once you make a decision, keep talking to the Lord because that not that may not be the final decision. In our college example, we thought final decision, going to the University of Arkansas, we were getting our dorms. I remember sitting down applying for which dorm we were going to get. So we were that far along in the process. And then God said, I have something else for you. And if we hadn't been listening, hadn't been praying, then um, that wouldn't have been clear to us. So I just think it's so important that you said every single step that we take, we are taking it to the Lord and trusting and having so much peace that at the end of the day, his will will be done and it will be what's best for us. I love that. So good. We love you all. We hope this verse has been helpful to you. We hope that this week you truly take some time to meditate on the word of God, that you are just given so much peace, that God is guiding you, that he lights your path, that he has not left you, um, and that you can trust in, in his will, whatever it may be for you. Yes. Also, guys, if we have been any type of encouragement to you, please let us know. Leave us a review or, you know, just give us a text if you have our phone numbers. It is just such an encouragement to us and it just helps us keep going and do what we need to do to love on you guys and inspire you guys to memorize the word of God even more. Yes. Have a wonderful week of memorizing scripture. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at remember.truth and you can join our Remember Truth Facebook group. The purpose of the group is to foster accountability and create community around memorizing scripture. Click the link in our show notes and head over to join. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so you never miss an episode. See you guys next week.